Introducing Sierra's Radio's Black Jewish Queen Live Chat with your host, metaphysician, philosopher, and physiotherapist, Dr. Denise Gotati. Hi everyone, I hope you're having a good, good week. Shavua Tov to everybody listening from Israel and from the United States and the Caribbean. I am so happy that you joined me for another CRS Radio Black Jewish Queen live chat. We are going to be talking today even more about Passover. So I want you guys to stay tuned, and if you're listening out there and you're curious of what Passover is, how the Jewish people celebrate Passover, well, tune in and call in. The call-in number is 661-467-2407. I am so happy that you joined me today, but right now... um, We're going to take a short, short commercial break. Shalom and hello to all of my supporters and listeners. This is Dr. Denise Lotadis, the host of the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat on the Caribbean Radio Show. I proudly support the mission of Give Back Jamaica Incorporated and the founder, Dr. Evie, of the Caribbean Radio Show. Dr. Evie helps children and families throughout Jamaica through shoe donations. We urge our listeners to support this great cause by donation of shoes or any monetary gift of your choice. Any donation, big or small, makes a huge difference, especially during the hurricane season. You can contact Dr. Evie by email at givebackjamaica at gmail.com. That is givebackjamaica at gmail.com. Or you can visit the webpage at www.givebackjamaica.org. That is www.givebackjamaica.org. Whatever it takes to build a nation. We should sing this. Let's try this.
CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to the Black Jewish Queen. Live chat with Dr. Denise Gotatis. Hi, and welcome back to CRS Radio, the Black Jewish Queen live chat. Um, the Dianu song, I give full credit to the Maccabees. This is Dianu Passover. And right now, welcome to the program. And today, I want to chat a little bit more to you about Passover, how we celebrate it, what we do. But you know what? Um, A lot of people have asked me the question, why and why do you put these things on this plate? What does each thing symbolize? And so what I wanted to go over with you was what's on that Passover Seder plate because people want to know what the symbolization is for it and why is it that Passover is celebrated in the first place. But right now, I want to go into the Seder plate, the Seder plate. And so um, I have back, um, oh, well, no, let's just go into it. We're just going to go into it. Okay, the ceremony of foods around the Seder, it is based in the order of the Mazda, okay? The shank bone and the corset and the carpus, okay? The, the shank bone, egg, bitter herbs, okay? The corset paste and the carpus vegetable. And these are some of the things, things that you will see on the Seder plate, okay? And when you prepare the items, it is going to require some preparation time, okay? So (laughs) here is what the symbolic foods are on the Mazda plate. First of all, on on the Seder plate, excuse me, first of all, it's going to be the Mazda, okay? The three Mazdas, they're going to be placed on top of each other, on a plate or a napkin, and cover, okay? And um, it is customary 
to separate the module from each other with unleavened plates, okay? What I mean by unleavened plates, we, um, we, we get rid of any leavening agents. And before we start doing anything, everybody knows in every Jewish household before the Passover is even celebrated and done, everyone clean out their cabinets. And I'm talking cleaning it out with a fine-tooth feather, making sure that you don't have a crumb of leaven anywhere, okay? And I'm going to explain why that is. The leaven, it represents, well, my rabbi, he went into this. <laughs> if he's listening, he knows, he knows some of the things I just caught hold of, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is just some good teaching today. <laughs> but anyways, the, anything that is leaven, okay, anything that is leaven, anything with yeast, this is because when the children of Israel left Egypt, they had to take the very clothes on their back and anything that they can grab, okay? And so when they grabbed everything, they did leave the, the yeast. They just grabbed the flour, okay? And the way while they were gone and while they were eating their bread, the bread, they didn't have any yeast, so it didn't rise. So there was no leavening agents in it. So it is customary for us on Passover to remember how the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt. And it's customary to use the matzo cracker, okay, the matzo, flat, unleavened bread, no yeast, okay? All right. And now I'm going to go into reference, okay? And I give all credit to Habad.org, um, okay? So it's customary to have three months up so we could break one. And you break one as a slave would, and you still have two whole months of which to you recite the Hamotzi blessing as required on Shabbat, okay? So everybody who recognizes Shabbat, you know, you do um, you do the blessing, okay, just like you do on Shabbat and holidays, okay? The Maza is a symbolic of the three groups of Jews, the priests, the Levites, and the Israelites. They commemorate the three measures of fine flour that Abraham told Sarah to bake in Tamata when they were visited by the three angels, and this is in Genesis 18.6. Okay, it's ideal to use handmade shimmera matzah, which has been zealously guarded against moisture from the moment of the harvest. And, you know, you can purchase that at any kosher, kosher store. A piece of roasted meat represents the lamb. It was a special paschal sacrifice on the eve of the exodus from Egypt, and annually on the afternoon before Passover in the Holy Temple. So we use the form arm of a lamb. It's called the Zerah. It alludes to the verse which states, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. And this is the Zerah. Since we don't want to appear to offer the Paschal sacrifice in the absence of the holy temple, 
Others take care to use something that is relatively dissimilar to the actual offering. According to many communities, they have this custom to use a roasted chicken neck or like uh, roast the neck on all the sides in an open fire on the stove. And afterwards, some have the customer to remove the majority of the meat of the neck, but not all of it. Okay, the role of the Seder, the Zorah, is not eaten at the Seder. After the meal, it can be refrigerated and used again on the Seder plate. Okay, it can be refrigerated and used again on the Seder plate the following night. Okay, so we have eight days of Passover. And those entire eight days, some places seven, but eight days, we eat the entire feast day. We keep all of the hamet out of our tummies, out of our house, and um, this is so fun, okay? Now, I want to get into what each thing represents on the plate, the Seder plate, okay? Okay, first of all, we have the egg. And the hard-boiled egg, it represents a pre-holiday offering, and it's brought into the days of the Holy Temple. The meat of this animal constitutes the main part of the Passover meal. The um, Aramaic word for egg is bara, which is similar to the Aramaic word for desire, expressing that this was the night when Hashem, God, desired to redeem us. And you just prepare one egg per Seder plate, okay? This is one of the things that go on the Seder plate. A lot of times, like I previously said, you hard-boil this egg. So please, if this is your first Seder and you're learning and you are converting or whatever, please boil the egg. Do not put the egg on the Seder plate unboiled and um because that, you know, might, it, it could be a little bit uh, <laughs> uh, messy, I would just say that. <laughs> and, okay, and then, you know, you could use more than one. More for use during the meal, okay? The roll and the sale, place one egg on the plate. And when you place one egg on the plate, you make sure that, it is during the meal. It is a popular custom to eat these eggs together with the salt water, okay, which was set on the table. Okay, the marar and the cheserit is the bitter herbs. That is the next part of the mazda plate, I mean, of the seder plate. I keep saying mazda. I don't know why I have that on the brain. I guess it could be because I'm sitting here. I'm getting everything ready in my home, and I have been just, running really fast all day. But anyway, getting back to the subject, um, the next thing that is on that plate is the mother, the, the bitter herbs, y'all, the bitter herbs. And you know what? The moror of the bitter herbs, it reminds us of the bitterness of slavery of our forefathers in Egypt, okay? And me being black, it reminds, you know, you know, you can go back in the bitterness. If you're a black and you're Jewish, 
you know, you go, it's a, it's a deep, deep meaning to this, okay? Um, the bitter herb is the bitterness of slavery. That's what it represents on the cedar plate, okay? And it is a representation of our forefathers in Egypt, okay? It has a double meaning for me. <laughs> okay. And then these are freshly grated. It could be horse, horse relish, okay, it, and romaine lettuce or endives, okay? Those are the most common choices. Um, I don't know. Have I seen people use – I don't know. You know what? I've even seen people use um, – well, I've seen mostly horse relish and romaine lettuce because, um, I don't know, one time or another I've seen somebody, I don't know who was, using a, like a carrot, okay? So <laughs> the leaves of the romaine lettuce, they're not bitter. But – the stem is bitter. The stem is bitter, okay? So many people, um, they use the stem in the place of like a bitter herb, okay? And then it's left to grow on the ground. It turns hard, and it could turn also bitter, okay? And so these bitter herbs is just a representation of the bitterness of the yuckiness of being enslaved in Egypt, okay? You know, because, I mean, when I remember it to the story, Pharaoh, he had a double mind. On one end, he's like, yeah, you know what, guys, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. And then he was quick to change his mind. So with that, he was double-minded, and he was deceptive, okay? He he really got their hopes up, got the children of Israel hopes up very, very high. They thought, hey, finally we're going to um we're gonna escape this. We're gonna escape this bondage. That's what they thought. And they were like, Yes, we get to go. We get to worship our God in peace, you know? We get to worship Hashem. And then the next thing you know, they were preparing, hey, getting ready, pack, let's go, let's get out of here. We are just so tired of, you know, moving these bricks around. And anyway, when that happened, you know what? He changed his mind. He changed his mind. And so when you get your hopes up high for something, and then all of a sudden somebody crashes it down, it causes like a bitterness within yourself and within your spirit. And this is what the bitter horse relish reminds us of, okay? It's the bitter herbs, and that is a part of the Seder plate, okay? So you could grate this in a fruit processor or a hand grater, and you know what? You prepare everything before the holiday begins because you don't want to do it on the night of, okay? So just uh, <laughs> if you want to, put on a face mask when you're grading it because, I mean, it can, it can make you, like, uh, tear up a little bit, uh, shedding that horse relish in the romaine lettuce. It's, um, you know, sometimes you want to check that and you want to wash that carefully. If you home grow it, make sure it's free of insects. I'm pretty sure you guys do when you're preparing your salads at home. So make sure that 
you have this prepared and you're not in a rush to prepare it, okay? Make sure that you have cleaned your house and gotten it all the leaven out before you even start this process. I mean, that would help. That would help a lot. Okay, and it depends on how much romaine lettuce is needed because sometimes, I mean, you're going to have guests, okay? Some, some of you are going to have guests out there. Some of you are hosting people that don't have anyone uh, to share uh, their past over Seder with. So, and that's very nice. Some of us, we're going to shul. We're going to be at our shul, um, and we're going to be doing Passover. Okay, so anyways, it should be, this. all of this should, should be completed before your candle lighting time on the first night. So you can have to prepare enough leaves for both nights. Remember to prepare enough for the first and second night, okay? Romaine is preferred over horseradish at times. Many have the custom to use both kinds together. Place a few clean, dried leaves of romaine lettuce on a Seder plate, topped with horseradish. Since it won't be used twice, it actually takes two spots on the Seder plate. The top pile in the center of the plate is called a mora, bitter herbs, while the pile that sits beneath it is referred to as the chazeret, the lettuce, okay? All right, after the recital of the most of the Haggadah comes the ritual hand washing. Okay, um, then Maza is eaten, followed by Mora, taken from the Mara pot, followed in turn by a sandwich of Maza and Mara, which this time is taken from the Hazarit pile. Okay, so the mixture, you're going to make a little sandwich. <laughs> And that sandwich, I got to be delicious, huh, guys? I'm just kidding, okay? <laughs> a mixture of apple, pears, nuts, and wine. This resembles the motor and brick made by the Jews when they toiled for the pharaoh, okay? So the preparation, you can shell the nuts and peel the apples and pears. You chop that finely, and you mix it together and add a small amount of wine. I did this. It was just so fun to prepare you know, so we do that mixture, okay? And then the roll in the Seder, this is used the type of the relish into which the Mara is dipped and then shaken off before eating, okay? So that's what you do. That we good. That's another thing that we do that is customary to bring in that Passover piece. The carpus is the vegetable. Many have the custom to use parsley, and we call it carpus in Hebrew. This vegetable, it alludes to the back-breaking work of the Jews as slaves, as the Hebrew letters of carpus can be arranged to spell the word perik, plus the letter tamek. Uh, perik means back-breaking work, and samarek is numerically equivalent to 60, referring to 60 merits, equaling 600,000, which was the number of Jewish male over the age of 20 that were enslaved in Egypt. Okay, so here's how you prepare it. You prepare your vegetable in onion or a boiled potato in many, many Eastern European traditions. Cut off a slice, place it on the Seder plate on the table next to the Seder plate. Place a small bowl of salt water, okay? And then after the recital of the Kaddish, the family goes to the sink and ritually washes your, their hands but 
without saying the unusual blessing. Everyone, take a small piece of the vegetable and dip it into the salt water. Okay, after the appropriate blessing is said, the carcass is eating. Care should be taken that each person eats less than 17 grams, about a half ounce. Now, I want to go into the salt water. The salt water, it represents the bitter tears that the children of Israel shed during the time of their captivity. Okay? So, <laughs> this is some of the things that you, that the Seder plate, these are the symbols of some of the things that are on this Seder plate. And this is the way that it is traditionally done. And I hope that this was some good information for you. Because if you're having a Passover Seder, and I, I do, I do urge each and every one of you to refer to Chabad. They have some really cool stuff. And not only do Chabad have it, those at the Rabbinical Assembly, they have a Seder book, and it's written excellent. And, you know, you can go step by step in how to do your Seder meal. There's all kinds of uh books that um, are out there, the New American Haggadah, I have mine, you know, uh, one of my friends, my birthday since it falls this month, one of my friends, um, him and his wife, they gave my family these, and uh, this was a very wonderful birthday gift, but hold that thought, I will be back after this message. This is CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to the Black Jewish Queen. Live chat with Dr. Denise Gotatis.
Egyptian girls Growing up in Pharaoh's world She found a baby boy just floating there All the Hebrew boys They're wanted to destroy They built the city city from anywhere After a little magic show Oh, that's a magic Things are coming, but Pharaoh's heart is on and on and on and on
From author Dr. Denise Gotadis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the Metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with Him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and outside of His creation. And what does a metaphysical God have to do with you and the creation around you? You are a very big piece of a huge puzzle. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creator from author Dr. Denise Gotadis is available on Amazon. Order your copy right now. This is CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to the Black Jewish Queen. Live chat with Dr. Denise Gotatis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. We were talking about what's on the Seder plate. And I welcome some of my friends who are listening in from the great state of Ohio. I just wanted to give a shout out to a wonderful lady I met today. And she um, said she will be listening in, and I'm just so happy. I was happy to have met you. When you come back to my area again, I'll see you again. I just wanted to give that shout-out to you. And now, as I was continuing, I was continuing on with even more about Passover, why the Jewish people traditionally celebrate the Passover and how we do it. We just talked about what's on the Passover plate. But I wanted to kind of talk about the hummus, the stuff that we kind of clean out of the house in the beginning. It's the yeast. It's the yeast that's the leavening agent, and it makes uh, things rise, you know. And I was getting a whole lot out of it this Shabbat when I went to my shul. My rabbi, he was talking about the hummus, how it's a symbol for everything that was unclean when the children of Israel were in Egypt, all of that leavening stuff. And then he got into talking about how in our bodies, how, you know, different things, situations, circumstances, the things that... Uh, make things unclean, the evil inclination, everything. And I got a whole lot out of that because, I mean, this is symbolic for the leaven, for the uncleanness. And, you know, Passover to me, it's like a cleansing, cleansing, cleansing experience because you are, you know, the leaven, you're taking all of that leaven out of your home. You are, you know, he talks about how, it will be in a pure form, you know, a pure form, how the bread is just in its purest, purest, purest form. And, you know, sometimes with us, whenever there's no leaven and nothing to spoil us, things are in its purest, purest form. And that's what the maza, it represents. It's the unleavening. It's the thing in the most innocent state, in the most innocent form. And, you know, when there is leaven, there's always kind of like a sin factor, you know. To me, that's what a leavening, it could represent like an uncleanness because of all of the rising, all of the stuff that's in there, all of the things that just blows you up. 
You know, when, like I said, the last program, when, you know, a guy has sit on a couch and all he's doing is he's drinking a whole bunch of beer and it's just blowing his stomach up. It's just ballooning him up and it doesn't look attractive. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, during the Passover, when the children of Israel, they fled Egypt with everything, they fled with their bare essentials. They didn't have anything that was in leaven because it was like the uncleanness. They left all that stuff back in Egypt, okay? And that's where it should be. All of the leavening during the Passover season, it is left back in the land of Egypt where it should be. All the hard stuff, all of the yucky stuff, all of the hateful stuff, all of the things that spoil things. Because, I mean, too, when things leaven and everything, you know, it just, it could spoil. You know what I'm saying? So you are living, you are going to live leaven free for seven to eight days. You're cleaning your house. You can clean your car. You clean your office. And you know what? Some people might call it a spring cleaning. But, you know, <laughs> you, are on, you are on a big, big mission to getting all of that homage out of your house. And anything with the grains, the dishes that you put away, your pots and pans, I mean, you are taking in those, looking in those cabinets, looking for those crowns of that homage, and you're getting it out of your house. You're getting it out of your house, okay? The Haggadah. The Haggadah is the Passover Seder text, okay? And this particular book is the most amazing and the most popular book around the time of Passover here in the United States as well as Israel. Um, and it has a little, uh, each booklet, it has a variant of how the story is told, okay, from Morocco and even the Jewish homes in Munich, okay, you know, of course, because there's different versions of the book, you know. So the Haggadah, though, is used during your Passover Seder. And, you know, the Haggadah, it, it's used to tell the story of how God, he took our ancestors out of Egypt. He took them out of slavery. And this is the whole thing. And when I think of the Hamas, the hummus is the slavery. The hummus is the bitterness. The hummus is everything that was not attractive about it. The hummus was the bitterness of how they had to make the brick from straw and, you know, in dust and dirt, you know. The hummus is, is, is everything that was just so unpleasant about being oppressed and pressed down to where you can't move, to where... You know, the children of Israel at one time, after um, Joseph was second in charge of Pharaoh, they did prosper for a bit in the land of Egypt. But then the Pharaohs who forgot about Joseph, they uh, grew jealous of the children of Israel. They're like, oh, my goodness, a lot of them are being born. Oh, 
they might kind of come and overpower us. So we need to make laws so that the people will not be, be able to overpower us and take over Egypt. So let's put some hard oppression on them. And see, all of these things, suffering, all of this suffering, all of the things, the hard labor, everything that they went through, the time that they were in Egypt, it is a symbolization of the Hamas, just that, that stuff that's in the house that's no good, all of the leavening from every vehicle, everything, every pot, every pan that they used in the time of their labor, and somebody else was just, you know, living easy off of their labor, the pharaohs, until the time that Hashem, until the time that God, he came and delivered them out of those tough bonds. So the Haggadah, it tells the story of how, how God, he took our ancestors out of the Egyptian slavery and the, the Torah's command, okay? So it's, it's something else. Each Haggadah, it, it has uh, every single year that it is used at the Passover Seder table, everyone gets a different meaning. I mean, you really get something different out of it each and every time that you use it, okay? So it's just uh, awesome, it's an awesome, awesome thing. And, you know, um, this, there is another thing about the Seder and, that I did not talk about. And you have four cups of wine. And if, you know, hey, your children, four cups of grape juice, uh, everybody uh, has the four cups at their Seder table. And, you know, um, <laughs> It is kind of a tradition that four cups are shared at Seder. And the reason why uh, the four cups of wine is shared at the Seder, wine is considered a drink of the royal. And we know as the children of Israel, we are royalty. Okay? So it is considered like a royal drink. And it's a celebration from the freedom of Egyptian captivity, okay? And there are many reasons that each one of us we give uh, for those uh, sharing uh, the four cups of wine, okay? It's in the promise of the Jews from Egyptian slavery, okay? Um, Hashem used four terms to describe redemption in Exodus 6, 6 through dash 8. He says he'll take you out of that bondage. And then he says he will rescue you and he will redeem you and he shall bring you. And, you know, the four cups, it symbolized the freedom of the children of Israel from the four exiles, okay, because of the fact that when Moses was brought, was born, I'm going to say born, <laughs> during that time, the evil Pharaoh, he seen the children of Israel as a threat. And so what he decreed was to drown the Hebrew boys that was Moses' age. 
So, you know, in a way, the whole, that his whole generation around him, they were wiped out. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how Moses, thankfully, his mother, by, uh, by the prompting of Hashem, she was wise enough to put him in a basket and send him. But see, Hashem protected Moses, and Pharaoh's daughter found Moses and rescued Moses. And it is something that it is a miracle. Hashem's arms, ever since Moses was born, he seen that his people needed a deliverer. And Moses, he wrapped his arms around baby Moses and kept him safe. And Pharaoh's daughter raised Moses as her son. And, Mo- and Moses was raised in royalty because Hashem was on his side the whole time. Even when evil Pharaoh wanted to do away with Moses, Hashem protected him. Okay? And so, see, he's seen that evil. He's seen at the time of Moses' birth that the children of Israel were going to be in need of a deliverer. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of today. We are, the children of Israel are in need of a deliverer. And I'm going to say a deliverer, everyone is looking for the Mashiach. So, with that said, he put the children of Israel in hard labor in, to collect their own straw for brick production. And, you know, and as getting back to those cups of wine, that four cups, it symbolized the freedom for, from the four exiles, okay? The Egyptian, Babylonian, the Greek exiles, and the current exile, okay? That we are all in hope of being free from soon of the coming Mashiach, like I said. Okay, so this is uh, the real reason why during Seder, and I'm giving Rabbi Silverberg uh, his uh, credit for this because this is an excellent article. You could go to Habad and read about how and why the symbol of the four wine glasses. I I really love Habad. The Habad site that is online is very, very informative, and it gives you the reason why uh, the children of Israel use those four wine cups. I mean, I learned so much uh, from this site. It is an awesome site. If you uh, really, really uh, appreciate the tradition of uh, Passover, okay? So the fifth son, and you know what? I, <laughs> when I was uh, visiting um, Seder, I was having Seder with my friends a couple of years back. There is always a chair that is left empty. Now, in the tradition, you you know, everyone always say, you know, that this son, that empty chair, you always invite Elijah in or Elijah, you know, Elijah's chair. And so <laughs> other people call this the fifth son. And so um, there's four sons spoken about in the Haggadah. Uh, one is wise, one is wicked. And they're all there at the Seder. 
But what about the Jew who doesn't show up for the Seder at all? In a letter pinned to the Jews worldwide in 1957, the Lubavitcher rabbi of a righteous memory urged every Jew to acknowledge and invite the fifth son, the Jew who would otherwise not be of the Seder or aware of the, or, or even aware of Passover, okay? So it's like, do you feel like you have a fifth son or daughter? And see, I mean, uh, this was more, mostly the uh, Orthodox, but I know that in the conservative circles, they call it sometimes Elijah's chariot. Elijah, this is a spot for Elijah. He's coming to visit our home. So, you know, <laughs> so in any case, it is a good idea the Jew would otherwise not be at the Seder, okay? And it means that there is a spot at the Seder table for you, okay? So it's an invitation for those that are present and those that are not present are able to be present at a Seder table. And, okay, lamb, anyone, lamb, lamb. At the center of the Passover celebration, it was the Passover lamb. It was sacrificed in the Holy Temple and then eaten with matzah and bitter herbs uh, as a dessert at the end of the Passover meal, okay? Roman invaders, they destroyed the temple in Jerusalem nearly 2,000 years ago. And... Because of the destruction of the temple, most Jewish people can no longer bring in the sacrifice. And today, the maza is still eating with bitter herbs, but without the lamb. And, you know, uh, some people eat an extra piece of maza. Some people do go and eat with the lamb, okay? You go and you get the lamb shank bone. You can actually eat the bitter herbs with the lamb if you choose to. It is known as the Africaman. Okay, and um, that is the extra piece of masa in the Africaman, and it reminds us of the missing meat. So that's what that Africaman is for, you know. It looks like a, um, you put the extra piece of masa in, uh, in there. Now, and uh, one of the satyrs I went to, I was told, hey, you two, you know, the youngest, you hide that Africaman. Um, so that, you know, and, and, you know, you've got to find it. Most of the time, this is the children's task. <laughs> this is the fun part of matzah, matzah hosting for Passover, the matzah having it. So this is the fun part. So I know many people out there have children, and they the youngest, they have the African Indian, they go hide it. <laughs> okay? So <laughs> that is one of the fun parts about the festival. Now, you know, my rabbi, he mentioned something yesterday. And what I did mention, I'm like, I had no idea people could drink a Coke on Passover. And he did mention this Coke on Passover, okay? I'm looking, and there is actually a yellow label Coke, a kosher Coke for Passover. This is something else, y'all. <laughs> it's very interesting to see there is a kosher cook for Passover. And, you know, it contains no wheat. It can be consumed on Passover. Um, and um, so it's, it's the problem, it, it could all, it, you know, the problem is that it can contain high fructose corn syrup, which Many of us know that you do not consume that on Passover, okay? So, 
you guys refer to your rabbi, but the solution, it did come from in the form of a special run of Coke that contains sugar, okay, with the original Coke that was actually produced. These bottles are easily recognizable by their yellow caps. There are those who drink yellow cap bottles all year long enjoying the difference in the taste. So, hey, y'all, you could drink Coke. Coca-Cola on Passover is totally kosher, but you make sure that it has the yellow cap, okay? All right? So, anyway, in any event, hold that thought while I go to a break. Be right back. This is CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to the Black Jewish Queen, live chat with Dr. Denise Gotatis. Oh! 
Shalom and hello. This is Dr. Denise Gautadis. I am a metaphysician and a licensed psychotherapist and a natural medicine doctor. I am also the host of the Black Jewish Queen live chat and also one of the hosts of the chat reel with Billy and Friends. If you are enjoying these programs, please support our cause to keep our programs on the air so that we can continue covering topics that matter to you. You can send your donations in any amount to paypal.me slash psychotherapy C-H-E-C-K-O-U That is paypal.me slash psychotherapy C-H-E-C-K-O-U We look forward to your support. Thank you so much for listening to our program. This is CRS Radio, the knowledge station. You are listening to the Black Jewish Queen, live chat with Dr. Denise Gotatis. Hey, everybody. We're back. Okay, CRS Radio, the Black Jewish Queen, live chat. We are talking about even more about Passover. We know that a lot of the families are going, getting ready to go into Passover. Uh, Passover is going to be from the 5th of April to the 13th. And I encourage everybody to be prepared before that day and get all your hummus out of your house. <laughs> well, I know that I'm doing that. I have been running so, so very, very busy. But I know that um, everyone that is participating in Israel, I miss you guys. I do miss you guys, friends in Beersheba. Um, Yoki, I miss you. Uh, Evelyn, Barack, I miss you guys so much, and hopefully I'll be able to come and see you in the coming year. Uh, but I just want to encourage everyone, if there were some things that I talked about and you kind of missed, Go ahead and review and down, feel free to download the program and anybody that you know of that is observing uh, the Passover, um, just uh, tune them in. I mean, you could download these programs on the Caribbean radio show. There's a lot of good things that is coming up on the CRS uh, radio, the network. It's going to be Caribbean Radio Network, Caribbean, you know, because we are going to have a lot more uh, good programs that are coming on. I mean, it is growing tremendously. Dr. Ed, she's doing a wonderful job. And please, as you listen to the Caribbean Radio Show, kind of check out the Give Back Jamaica program. I think the Give Back Jamaica program, it is such an excellent, excellent program that you could take part in to help the children who do not have shoes in Jamaica. But I want to tell you some of the programs that are coming up here in 2023 um, on the Caribbean radio show. We got a lot of good things coming up to offer you. Uh, even, you know, just in general, not just 
the Jewish people that are worldwide, it, these shows are going to reach a wide variety of people. And I want to start off with Monday. We're going to have at 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. up and coming artists with Obi Clark. That's one of the programs that are com- that's coming up. It's going to introduce a lot of independent uh, music artists to the general public. And then on Monday at 3 p.m., we have Talk is Real with Anya Farber. And she will be talking to a lot of artists that are from here in the United States and a lot of artists that are in Israel as well as athletes. They have wonderful lineups for you. And then at 8 p.m. Monday, we have Billy and Friends with the chat reel. And the chat reel generally, it is when everybody comes together, all of the hosts of the shows. And I need to mention Julie Sepulveda. She is on there, and, oh, man, she brings in a lot of things at times to talk about. A lot of times, sometimes she's quiet, but she's there, and she has uh, really, really added to Billy and Friends, TJ, Robin Jones, all of them. They have a lot to add to the chat reel. They have a lot. They have a lot. And the chat reel gets so interesting because we talk about things that people just uh, want to hear about. So I urge you, join us 8 p.m. with Billy and Friends on the chat reel. Now you got Tuesday. On Tuesday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., you have Tim Cunningham, the jazz chat. For all of those who like to listen to jazz music, it is 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. with Tim Cunningham. And then on Tuesday, you have it 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., Motown Legends with Billy and Billy. This is Billy Tappan, and it's Motown Alumni Association President Billy Wilson. And on at times, I will also be on this program with Billy and Billy. I urge you to join because he is going to have some of the Motown Legends come on the program and talk to. Uh, everyone that wants to participate, I urge you to call in, you know, so you could get a little bit of what's going on with Motown, okay? Uh, Billy Wilson, he will be hosting this program. And then Tuesday you have 10 p.m. reggae music from Africa. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. A lot of reggae music. Reggae is so popular, and many people don't know that it's popular in Africa. This is going to be a real treat for everybody in Jamaica and the Caribbean. This is going to be a treat for everybody worldwide. So I urge you to listen in on Tuesday. Wednesday, we have 7 to 9 p.m. Island Talk with the General Howard. And, oh, he's going to be telling you, giving you the stuff on the Caribbean, on Jamaica. He is just going to be talking about what's going on in that island talk, okay? And then you're going to have 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Hopeton, H.B. Brown. You're going to have a lot of reggae. I love reggae. Reggae is so cool. Y'all, listen in, listen in. Wednesday, socially conscious reggae music. You can't beat that. Socially conscious reggae music. 
those that are socially conscious, hey, tune in. I'm sure you are going to get really, really, really conscious about your widget. But no, tune in, tune in, tune in. It's going to be a treat. Socially conscious reggae music. And then you have 12 midnight. You have the gospel countdown. Okay, 12 midnight is gospel countdown. And um, I'm sure that you will get a lot of music, a lot of gospel music. So everybody, tune in if you are awake at 12 midnight. And then you have Thursday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., Sam James, the What a Guan Show. And that show is good. I tuned into that show. That show is good. Everybody in the Caribbean, everybody abroad from the Caribbean, tune in 7 to 9. You'll get a real treat from Sam James. And in 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., the Southern Soul Chat, Robin Jones. The Southern Soul Chat with Robin Jones. You're going to get a lot of soul music, and you're also going to get a lot of feedback on what's happening, the latest artists in the soul music scene. Okay, 11 p.m., SKA Rocksteady Mental Oldies. These are going to be so good. For those that are into the oldies music, you are going to love this show. So tune in 11 p.m. And then Friday, 12 noon, you got Danny Redwine with the comedy chat. She is a riot. 12 noon on Friday. And all of these times that I'm giving you are Eastern time. I wanted to mention that to you. Every time that I'm giving you is Eastern time. So according to your time zone, adjust the times. In Friday 12 noon comedy chat, if you're sitting back and you're eating your lunch and everything, oh, boy, you know, um, I don't want you to uh, choke on your food, but she is extremely funny. She is a stand-up comedian, Danny Redwine. It is a treat. You should listen in because if you need, if you're having like a drag of a day in the morning and you need some uplift, Tune in at 12 noon Eastern time on Comedy Chat here on the Caribbean Radio uh, Network. We have a lot going on with Danny Redwine. And then at 8 p.m., you have Dr. Ed in the legend of reggae. Ooh, for those who like some Bob Marley and everything, oh, come on, tune in. Tune in at 8 p.m. with Dr. Ed. She is going to be talking about the legend of reggae. So you can't beat that one. Y'all got to come and y'all got to tune in on CRS around 8 p.m. on that Friday. And then Saturday at 8.30 a.m., you have Carl Pontiac, the love doctor, the 90s R&B soul session. And then you have a 12 noon Sam Jones, poetic Sam, the musical turntable, which is very, very good. <laughs> very good. Both programs are very good. And then 7 to 8 p.m., Terry Reed and Caribbean Radio Show. We did the Jedi Mix. Woo. Y'all tune into these. These real treats. If you're resting, it's a good way to unwind and rest by listening to CRS Radio Saturday's lineup. And then Sunday, as you know, as you can see, as you can hear, <laughs> you will tune in to me, Dr. Denise Gotadis, with the Black Jewish Queen live chat 
And, um, hey, tune in when you have a chance. Download anything that you need, any of the material. If you're Jewish, you live in Israel, if there's anything that you want covered, uh, any kind of a topic, anything that you think is important that is not mentioned in the program that I should mention, hey, tune in or even call in or, hey, reach me by a private messenger on Facebook and join, you know, the CRS radio group, and you can send me a message, especially if there's something that you want to discuss and you would like to be a guest on the program, just tune in and join us for the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat is going every Sunday's 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us, join us. And then we have 1 p.m., and I'm reaching back, 1 p.m., you have Zionista's Fashion Chat with Elena Fish. She will be discussing fashion, fashion, Zionista's fashion chat so this should be very interesting you see what's coming in fashion what's coming in and what the end thing it is to wear so this is going to be interesting with elena fish okay and then at 8 p.m you have on sunday 8 p.m eastern time you have the soul rmb chat with tj and al and I urge you to listen in. They're going to be bringing new artists. They're going to be talking about soul and R&B. And this is the whole lineup of the Caribbean radio show, the CRS Network. And you can also tune in to CRS Radio through Amazon and iTunes. In a way, you can listen to it from your car if you would like. But then again, we have a lineup of things coming. There's new things coming. There is going to be a program done, actually, uh, from Israel in Hebrew with Anya Farber. Uh, This is something that I think she told me that they will, you know, some of the programs may be coming in Hebrew as well as uh, Dr. Ev, and I know that uh, Billy Tappan, it's in the works, that there will be a Spanish station. So we are actually looking for a Spanish talk host. And if you are interested in that, get in touch with the CRS radio uh, Dr. Ev, or you could get in touch with Billy Tappan and um, everything, or hey, hit me up on um, the group or wherever have you if you may be interested in hosting a bi- bilingual uh, program because we are here for you and we want to uh, give you the content in the material that you would like to listen to, and we want your participation. We want you to even add your opinions to uh, everything. We are having some exciting things coming up. There will be concerts uh, throughout the United States, and we are hoping for, uh, you know, with the former Motown artist, and not only will it be here in the United States, it's also going to be 
uh, overseas in Israel. And now we are we haven't heard from Miguel Nunez for the last time because, to my understanding, all of you people that are listening in Israel, he will probably be one of the comedy hosts. And I'm hoping it's going to be with Danny Redwine, too. They're going to be hosting the concert that is going to take place next year in Israel around the time of April. They're going to be hosting uh, the Motown artists, and we're hoping to bring Janet Jackson, Smokey Robinson, Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, those acts to Israel. So stay tuned and listen in to Billy Tappan and Dr. Ev of uh, CRS, and also listen in very importantly to Billy Wilson. He is um, association president the um, of Motown alumni. So you guys keep stay tuned in and pass the word around about the Caribbean radio program radio show uh, because we are a good network. Uh, we want to uh, be able to give uh, everyone what they want to listen to. Uh, it's a very, very, uh, uh, very uh, dependable and resourceful and um, determined group of people that I'm working with. Every single person is a wonderful, wonderful person um, to work with in um you will be able to be in partnership with us as we uh, do these programs. That's why we ask for uh, participation from Israel, the Caribbean, Jamaica. We, we ask for everyone to participate, put their input in on what they want to hear because we are listening and we want to bring this programs to you the things that you want to hear and the things that you want to, you know, listen to and take place in. So, you know, we want your participation too. It's a partner, partner thing. And, you know, I always speak about Tikkun Olam. Tikkun Olam is bringing healing to the world. And, you know, you can't be healed unless someone listen to the things that you need. I'm big on taking Olam. I'm big on it. I'm big on it because I believe that everybody needs healing. You know, people get hurt for the silliest and the stupidest reasons, but healing cannot take place till everybody change what they're doing. And this is what CRS Radio is about. It's about change. It's about changing what you're doing. And, you know, with Billy and Billy, it's about helping independent artists be able to express themselves without the extra garbage that is coming about in the media that you see. So I'm hoping that with each one of the programs that I read off, that even my program, I hope that you all get something out of it that you can use because, I mean, we have the most wonderful leadership here. Dr. Ev, she is just a wonderful person to work with, and so is Billy Tappan and all of the rest of the crew with the chat reel and everyone else that's on that lineup. You will get – they want to hear from you. They want to hear – uh, what you have to offer and what advice you have to give us. We cannot function without our listeners. So 
please just tune in to each program and please try to support each program because what you think and what you feel and what you want to say, it matters. How else can we bring healing to you if we don't hear from you? And this is what I believe. We're each a puzzle piece to each and everything. This is what two of my book was about, the metaphysical God in relation to his creation. It's about relating to the creator. It's about bringing that healing. And I have a part two, so listen up. Listen up. It's going to be another book that um, is in the process of being produced right now, A, as we speak, the Tekin Alam How-To Book. This is going to help each one of us, <laughs> even me, but this book is coming up. I just want to thank you at this time for listening in to CRS Radio, the network, the knowledge network. I want to thank you so much for listening in to the Black Jewish Queen live chat in Israel and in the United States. Everybody, you matter to me. You matter to me. I want to hear from you. And then... Um, thank you for just listening in um, as I'm chatting about Passover, and I hope uh, next week um, I wanted to announce that uh, I am having a guest. I want you to tune in next week. Uh, my guest is going to be from Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, he is the committee head for the Whew, that's a that's a mouthful what I said, you guys. <laughs> he is a committee head. He, we are going to be joined by the African American Jewish Friendship Group. We will be joined by them. Um, at one time, I was the, one of the persons of female uh, sitting on the committee of five. I was only female, but we will be joined by. Um, by uh, Mr. Gerald Sternberg and his wife, Morley Sternberg, on the next program. So I want you to tune in and listen in. They have a treat for you. They have a treat for you. And we're going to also be talking a little bit about Passover, but we're going to be talking about what's happening with the African-American Jewish Friendship Group of Madison, Wisconsin. So I want you to just tune in. And I want to leave you with this song I love this song. You guys heard me play it many times before. And I also, before I leave, I wanted to um, give song credit to uh, some of the music, you know, that I was playing. I want to give song credit to Hero. The reason why I play Hero was because Moses, he was a hero when he brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. But at the same time, Y Studs, I want to give them credit. Y Studs is Don't Stop, We're Leaving. It's a Passover song, and I wanted to give them credit. That was an awesome, awesome song that they sung for the Passover. So at this time, I just want to thank you for listening in to the Black Jewish Queen Life Chat, and I want to leave you with this song, When You Believe, sung by Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. It's a song about the exodus of the children of Israel from the land of Egypt. Thank you, thank you for listening and tuning in. Bye-bye. 
it's hard to keep. 